Hello, my chickens. As you know, my colleague and friend and student and certified feminist coach, Simone Soul and I have been doing a limited series podcast called Outside the White Box, Elevating the Coaching Conversation where we're talking about all the ways in which we can really elevate the life coaching industry and as an intellectual matter, out the ways that understanding history and sociology and anthropology and cultural analysis and critical theory and all sorts of different intellectual frameworks can really help us be better coaches. And so we have previously released the first episode as a full episode on the podcast, But of course, I know some of y'all listening are coaches and want more and more of this. And some of y'all listening are not coaches and maybe don't want to hear every episode. So we are just releasing clips from each of the next few episodes once a week. And so this is a little taste of what's going on this week over on Outside the White Box, Elevating the Coaching Conversation. So you can find it by searching it anywhere on your podcast player, whatever that is. But you can also just text us or sign up online to make sure you get notified with a link whenever a new episode drops. So if you want to do that, you can text your email to plus one three four seven nine nine seven one seven eight four. And then when you get prompted for the code, the code is outside the box. So it's like a phrase with spaces between the words, like you were writing it normally, outside the box. Text your email to plus one three four seven nine nine seven one seven eight four. The code is outside the box with spaces between the words, or you can visit unfuckyourbrain.com forward slash outside the box, all one word. Unfuckyourbrain.com forward slash outside the box, that's all one word, and you will get updates whenever we release a new episode and a link to make it easy to listen. I'll see you there. Important announcement for everybody listening. Simone and I have only shown up wearing the same glasses today, but not the same outfit. Very important. So we are differentiating as time goes on. All right. So today we're going to talk about history, (laughs) just in general, right? That's what we're talking about? Yeah. History of ideas, history of social change as they pertain to coaching ideas. Well, I think we have another episode about like intellectual history. I think this is like history, history we're talking about. Really? Okay. (laughs) I don't know. Check the notes. We do this on the fly, as you guys can tell. They're related, but okay. Noted. History, history. They're totally related. It's true. But when I was trying to think up like what were our five different topics? Sure. I think like there's a difference. Of course they're related, but they're sort of like, to me, they're two strands. One of which is like understanding the history of ideas is important so that you understand that like you and your teacher, whoever you are and your teacher are, didn't make up all the things that you're talking about, right? Like where your ideas come from, where how our ideas are shaped. But then there's also just value to like understanding actual history, yeah, right? Which is, it. yeah, let's talk about it. And I feel like Americans in particular were like very ahistorical. We just feel like we were I like agree. born from the vagina of democracy. I mean, 400 kind years of war, ago. Yeah. It's really interesting because let me actually talk about that a little bit. I lived, yeah. you know, a big chunk of my life in the US and I also lived a tiny chunk of my life in Europe. And another chunk of my life in Korea, where I live now. And in older countries, which is every country except the US and like Canada and like Australia, I guess, (laughs) New Zealand, right? In countries that have actual history, (laughs) 
there's rude. A sense... We're getting rude. Okay, go ahead. But listen, it's fine. Says, I live I'm a Seoul. Jew. I feel like our history is older than everybody else, so I don't take this personally. It's like, but the thing is, if you're Jewish, there's no sense of escaping your history because, like, here's how I think: you can't be in Europe, you can't be in Korea, and be outside of history because it surrounds you. Like, car, like I mean, I'm just guessing, but when you grew up, like you, your family, like you, talk, you talk about the Holocaust because it's your family yeah. history. Right. You can't just be in a vacuum, right? And when I'm in Seoul, everywhere I look around, I'm like, oh, there is a remnant of the war. Oh, there is a remnant of colonization. Mm-hmm. There is a remnant of that massacre that happened for whatever reason, right? And so. It's pervasive. And I felt the same way when I was living in Europe because it's the same way, right? It's just like centuries and centuries and centuries of history. And I think that tends to change the way it informs the way you look at the world. And I think when I'm in my American mode, right? Because I'm also American. I consider myself American. I lived in America for a long time. There's a more of a blank slate feeling Mm -hmm. like we're not burdened by all these stories from the past and we can kind of like create fresh like that's sort of the American illusion I don't know (laughs) yeah there is this like a I mean and also we should be specific there's like obviously very different versions of the American experience so for people who are you know members of Native American tribes for instance like they are probably looking around and seeing like oh that's where my you know people used to be before we were massacred and driven off the land the sort of colonization of America by immigrants from other cultures, right, does create this sort of, yeah, brand newness in the scheme of like, you walk around, you know, any town in England, and you're like, oh, there's a remnant of a Roman wall, right? It's like, you know, you just are in that history, whereas America does have this cultural, like, a historicity sort of that we, at least the like dominant white framework, Right. right, has this a historicity. And then, even in our own history, right, we're so committed to that idea that history doesn't matter that, you know, in the past several hundred years, we've had time to do some pretty fucked up shit, <laughs> right? We've like had time to enslave a whole group of people and have a civil war and, you know, like live through all kinds of racialized and, and gender based violence and all of that. But it's like because our whole orientation is like, there's no history, we're just all new, we're the new edge of everything. It's like, it's like to an American, it makes sense to some people to say like, well, that was 150 years ago. Right. Whereas like, I think in some cultures that doesn't make any sense. They're like, yeah, that's like yesterday, like right, 150, right. right? There's a longer sense of the history. Right. Right. The timeline that you're living in. Yeah. Yeah. And even in Judaism, I think about how like, you know, the, we count our own years, <laughs> right? So we're not on the like Christian year cycle. And I would have to look up what exact, I'm not the best Jew, like what year we're in, but it's like, it's 5,000 something, it's 6,000 something, (laughs) you know, like, it's like not 2021. I'm going to look it up right now. Exactly. Actually, what year are we in? It's 5,781. Dang, you guys have been around a long time. Been around a while. So yeah, like 150 years, you know, like we're still having holidays celebrating the genocides of like (laughs) just a few thousand years ago are like, feel very recent. So I think, to bring this back to coaching, this is not just a podcast of our musings on American brains, but when coaching is developed by like white mainstream Americans who live in that way and like have been raised in that way with a kind of a historical, like non-context specific, non-context situated way of thinking about the world, right? And like in this way where like so many of the coaching tools feel to me like they're sort of some of them are like appropriate for other cultures, which we're going to talk about later. But then, then some of them, it just feels like this very, I keep having this feeling of it's like that white room, right? It's like the white box. It's sort of like devoid of context, devoid of 
diversity, just this sort of like, well, it's just like you communing with the spirit or whatever, like as, as sort of as if there's nothing else, there's like no history. So you and like your no. higher self. Yeah. You know, but it's it's yeah. sort of like, there's no context. There's no history. There's no nothing like, yeah, it's, it's very individualistic. Like we're going to talk about that later too. And so I think one of the things that we wanted to talk about was the idea that if you don't know anything about history, I think you're operating and coaching from a just less rich background than you could be, right? And understanding, like imagine trying to coach a Jewish person about their fears of anti-Semitism or genocide without knowing that the Holocaust happened, right? Or without like thinking about that. Or imagine trying to coach a, you know, a Black person in America without being cognizant of and understanding the history of slavery and racism in this country. Like, it's, it would just be very disjointed. And right. it's a lot of what we try to do just because we haven't been taught how to approach coaching in a contextual way. Yeah. And Kara's changing that now. <laughs> We're on that. I'm on it. <laughs> but we need more of us doing it. That's why we have yeah. this podcast. Yeah. Right. And again, like <laughs> Simone's much always much nicer than I am. I'm never meaning to say any of this is anybody's fault. I think we're just trying to make a case for like some of us, like you grew up understanding stuff about Korean heritage and history because that's your background. And I grew up with my background. And I think we're just trying to encourage people to like explore and understand the history and backgrounds of the people that surround them, right? And like, especially if you know that you are someone who is part of the dominant culture, to like seek that out and understand some of those things. I mean, I have like a whole bunch of examples, but I'm just curious if you have so other- start off, start us off with one of them. Because I think the examples you came up with are so fascinating to think about. Yeah. Well, so I think like there's sort of the general, like we've been talking so far about like, well, here's the general reason this is important. But I see like there's all these small specific things that come up all the time in my coaching, like, and I should say like, and some of these are, I admittedly was like a very weird child who just read like Jane Austen novels instead of <laughs> watching TV. Not totally my fault. We didn't have a TV in my father's a rare book dealer. But so I think I have like a of a more depth of this perspective <laughs> than some other people. But yeah, I, I, there's so many in here. But like, so we talked a little bit about the idea that, of course, you would have to understand like the legacy of slavery and colonialism and genocide if you're trying to coach somebody basically who isn't like a straight white man. The way this comes up in context specifically as like actually just makes you a better coach, I think, is that it helps you see the ways in which people's assumptions about like all coaching is in some ways is just challenging people's assumptions about how they're and why their thoughts are true. Right. And I think that when you have a historical perspective, you're able to do that more effectively. So one kind of, this is a sort of intense example, but I think it's really relevant is like, we have this belief now that we have a belief now I think body positivity is changing it. But when you were growing up, when I was growing up in like the 80s and 90s and even the early 2000s, there was all of this like kind of faux evolutionary biology out there explaining why like one particular body, which is basically like a slim curvy body, was like the attractive body. That this was just like an objective thing that was true. It was science, right? Nobody could do anything about it. And it was just biologically the case. But if you have any knowledge of history, then you know that actually beauty norms constantly change over time. And like in the 20s, there was the flapper silhouette, which was like not curvy at all. And then in the like when Rubens was painting, right, where we get the term Rubenesque, it was a curvier ideal. And if you have an anthropological background, you know that it's not random. It has to do with like how a society evolves when there's more difficult to 
have a life of leisure and have enough food then not having to exercise or work outside and having a larger body is a high status symbol. And then right now we flipped it. Now it's very easy to be less physically active. Most of us don't do physical labor and it's very easy to get access to food. It's easier to have a larger body. Now having a smaller one is a status symbol. And like, if you don't know any of that, you're just missing so many ways to like poke your client's brain to show them that their belief that they have to look a certain way to be considered attractive is just an objective truth. Okay, how good was that little teaser? You are really going to want to hear the whole episode. These conversations that I'm having with Simone about elevating the coaching conversation and the coaching industry are, I think, so powerful and so important. And whether you're a coach or not, because what we talk about really applies to anybody who's going to experience coaching as a client or as a coach. So highly recommend that you check those out. If you want to make sure that you get notified whenever we have a new episode, you can text your email to plus one three four seven nine nine seven one seven eight four and use the code outside the box. That's with spaces between the words like you'd write it normally or unfuckyourbrain.com forward slash outside the box. Go get on the list. You don't want to miss any of this goodness. And we will make sure that you know how to access the full episodes every time we release one because there's so much more where that came from. 